Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Well, hello, good afternoon and welcome to Sports Day with Paul Heath on SENWA. Thank you very much to Hayes and Mato for the uh, opening and uh, warming the chair for me. They do a fantastic job. And we'll be back tomorrow from 3 p.m. live at the shoe you're leading. So the massive Wildcats versus Kings Clash, which you'll be able to also catch on SEN a bit later uh, in the evening, featuring Tim Gossage and Mike Ellis. Cannot wait for that one. Should be the uh, most well-attended Wildcats match of the season thus far. Can't wait to get around it, as I cannot wait for you to get around Sports Day WA. You can get involved at the Temperate Bedshed text machine at 0487 736 736, or you can call 1312 55. That's thanks to Bedshed. Experts in temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. We're here thanks to Kia and Kia's epic range, the Kia Sportage, Sheltos, and EV6 GT, and Toolmart, the complete tool center serving WA for over 45 years. A big show coming up today. We're going to talk a little bit of cricket, a little bit of basketball. We've also got the Kia Top 7 up our sleeve, ready to go as we watch the people walk in for another lovely event here at Optus Stadium. It's a better day today than it was yesterday. As I was saying, I had to bring my umbrella to work early in the morning yesterday, but uh, you wouldn't really know it from uh, what's been turned on by the Perth weather over the last 36 hours. But uh, We'll be talking to Tristan Lavalette from ESPN Crick Info about the Scorchers' loss last night and also covering the Sheffield Shield results from today and uh, seeing who's putting their name forward for perhaps a first test spot uh, versus Pakistan here at Optus Stadium in a few weeks' time. Toby Cristani, our basketball expert on Sports Day WA, will be jumping in as well, and that name might jump off the page too. It might uh, hit the ears, and you'll be like, I know that guy for some reason, and that's because Toby was the young man that jumped in on our Wildcats coverage a few weeks back uh, versus the Cairns Taipans, and he jumped in for a quarter and did a fantastic job as well. His old uh, dad is Paul from Gosnells, a regular listener to SENWA, and 
and uh, Paul is blind, and Toby sits next to him and commentates the game live. So Paul has an understanding and you know a feel of what's going on in the game. So it was a fantastic story, and uh, looking forward to uh, hearing a li- little bit more about it from Toby, and also getting a preview of the Wildcats versus the Kings coming up uh, tomorrow night. But firstly, the good oil for Cobram, the good oil for Cobram Estate Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Let's get an update of the Sheffield Shield uh, action from the day as WA claimed first innings points versus Queensland at the Gabba. Thanks to Hilton Cartwright's fantastic 132. And Cam Green nearly made the perfect return to Red Bull uh, cricket. Almost got a ton, but he was caught out for 96 and innings uh, of 15 fours and one six. They were in trouble early WA. They fell to three for 29 as Green and Cartwright joined each other at the crease. Cam Bancroft shouldered arms to one that uh, ended up bowling him. And Jai Richardson, a bit later in the innings, as he is wont to do, took the long handle to the Queenslanders with a quick fire 40. Elsewhere, New South Wales have stunned the ladder leaders Tasmania to secure a second win of the season as 24 wickets fell in the day at the SCG and the day only went for 63.1 overs. So yeah, a little bit of quick maths. That's about three wickets every, that's about an over, uh, wicket every third over, if I can get the words out of my mouth properly. But uh, the Blues have had two pretty good wins in the last little period here. And in between that win versus WA, they lost to Tasmania by an innings and one run, but they've completely turned that around. So all of those wickets, 24 wickets falling on day three for the match to be wrapped up with a day in hand. And South Australia, they require a further 209 runs to take out their clash with Victoria, but they go into day four, three for 49. Fergus O'Neill striking three times before the end of play earlier tonight, including a great return caught and bowled off the South Australian skipper, Jake Lehman, for a first ball duck. So Nathan McSweeney and Alex Carey are at the crease for South Australia. So we'll watch closely with how that one does turn out as well as the Western Australian uh, versus Queensland match from the Gabba. But it is time to get into this. And if you had a uh, big story, a uh, big sports story that you, we might miss in the top seven, please feel free to get involved and let us know on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 or even better, give us a call. One thirteen twelve fifty five. We'd love to hear from you. But thanks to Kia and Kia's Epic Range, the Kia Sportage, Seltos and EV6, here are the top seven biggest stories of the week. Number seven. Would you be reluctant to have Cam Green sit on the shelf for too long in test cricket, given the long-term investment that you've made in him? Yeah, I think that's a definite conversation. Um, Mitch Marsh has taken his spot in that middle order. Uh, what does you know Cam Green's future look like in the Test team? Is it a matter of waiting for for Mitch um, to to finish, or is it could there be another spot that opens up over time? And look, he's batted six most of his Test career, but he's been a fantastic number four for for WA, and I think average is close to fifty in in Shield cricket. So um, yeah, I mean, there's always the the idea that you can potentially shift the order to make room um, and put your best six batters, or what you see as your best six batters in a certain order, and we've seen that. In Australian cricket before, we've seen, I think, David Boone went from three to opening. I think Justin Langer went from three to opening. Um, Shane Watson went from six to opening, if I'm, I'm right. So there has been um, the ability to reshuffle and, and for that to be successful. But as I said, we'll pick the best 11 for that first test match in Perth. Is just is Green in a tough spot at the moment? He's just outside each of the Australian teams um, as, it's, as it's fallen. I think he's in a better spot than people that aren't there so yeah. I think he's in a, in a great spot um, yeah, he's always on the on the selection table he's always been discussed 
Um, he's had an interesting 12 months, really. Um, the IPL into, well, sorry, India into an IPL, into an Ashes, into a World Cup. Um, that's a hugely demanding year, and he's never done that before. So I think the lessons learned over the last 12 months hold him in great stead for for the future. And yeah, he's he's a generational type player. And yeah, as you said earlier, it, how long can he stay out of the team for without sort of hindering a the team's um, progress and also individually Cam's progress? So that's Andrew McDonald speaking about Cameron Green and his place in the Test cricket side for that first Test coming up against Pakistan in a few weeks' time. He, he certainly did his uh, chances no harm today, making that ninety six. We'll hear from him after the uh, he after the day's play a bit later on in Sports Day. But uh, it sounds like Andrew McDonald pretty keen to get Cam Green back into the side however he can, as soon as he can. But uh, let's keep moving in the Kia Top 7. Number six. I don't think it was the offside trap. I think we got caught square and um, we didn't deal with it well enough. I always believe that a defender should be coming up or dropping off. We, you, you've got, There's got to be movement. They've got to, you've got to be pushing up or you've got to be dropping off. You've got to push up to squeeze the space to try and stop people having space or drop off for the one over the top of you or around the side of you. We stood and didn't do anything. And um, I think, you know, it's, it's something that I wouldn't really go into individual uh, mistakes or things that may have happened because we, we were all going to win together or we were all going to lose together. As I say, it's like a stun. You're stunned. And it's it's like you've had a punch in the arm and it's dead. And you know, and you've got to wait. That's what I say a couple of days later. It's like the bruise, the, the feeling comes back again and uh, you, you've got to pick yourself up again, you know, and, and those around you. And it's not an easy job. The disappointment is immense for everybody. Everyone shared that. If you're asking about a person who embodies everything that this football club has always wanted to be, it's, it's Terry because... Um, it wasn't just about the way he, he managed or coached the person he was. Um, you know, he, he, he influenced Australia as well. He was a manager uh, for the national team, always goes to the World Cup. But the biggest testament is anyone who I've ever come across who has worked with him will say that he's far, by far the, the best coach, manager, tactician they've come across. Ange Postacoglu paying tribute to Terry Venables, who unfortunately passed away during the week, the former Australia, England, Barcelona and Tottenham coach. That's on top of over 500 appearances for Chelsea, Tottenham, QPR and Crystal Palace, as well as a little playing stint in Australia before making that real mark as a coach. He passed away aged 80 and the tributes were thick and fast from all around the world. Mark Bosnich and Ange Postacoglu, as you heard just there, but so many in the, in the football world paying tribute to the great man and he will be sadly missed. Number five. Oh, he goes high, he goes long. For maximum, that's Maxwell at his best. Oh, that is a magnificent hit for another six. 23 from that over. Game on. Just like that. Exactly like that. A reverse lap for six. And that brings up his 50 as well of 28 deliveries. Oh, starts off with a maximum. Straight out of the middle. On to tier number three. No, he goes towards mid-wicket and clears him by a distance. Back-to-back sixes for Glenn Maxwell. He gets 100, goes for four, and it's a 47-ball 100. Equals Josh Inglis and Aaron Finch to be the fastest hundreds 
for Australia. And he's gone straight and finished it off in style. What a century this has been. What an innings this has been from Glenn Maxwell. Record equaling 400 in T20 internationals. Tying with Rohit Sharma. And more importantly, kept Australia in the series. There probably wasn't a a number I think at the back end that we sort of set ourselves to but we just thought if we could sort of stay in the hunt for at least until the last over and give ourselves a chance uh, you never know if we get a couple out of the middle we might stay in the game and uh, we did did really well just to keep ourselves in the game until the final uh, final over. Number five on the key top seven of this week is Glenn Maxwell smashing another hundred and getting Australia home he made 104 from 48 deliveries eight fours Eight sixes, a great innings from Matthew Wade as well, and 28 not out. But I think the thing that I love the most about Glenn was that he got the 100, just said, yeah, thanks for coming, but he still had a job to do. He still had four more runs to get, and out he went and got them. So that's our number five in our Kia Top 7. Number four. Getting it chasing out, though, feeding up to the flag in for Eagle. Min Woo Lee. A big, big statement at the halfway mark. Are you not entertained? Look at Minwoo go. But he taps in for a win to remember. He's a special talent. Minwoo Lee, for the first time, is the 40-net Australian PGA champion. Unbelievable. Um, I've always thought I could win, but, um, you know, it, it took a while to, you know, get over the hump. But, you know, two wins in the last month or so, um, yeah, I'm really proud of my team and myself. And, um, yeah, I made it interesting early on and um, through the middle, but um, ended up hanging on, so I'm really proud. Perth City represent. That's Min Woo Lee taking out the 40-net Australian PGA Championship earlier in the week. He's uh, turned his attention now to the Australian Open, and uh, he's doing an okay job of it. He's in the top 10 at the moment. He's uh, five under on that leaderboard. Uh, Hayden Hopewell, another from WA, just killing it out of Richie Smith's stable as well. He's uh, a minus seven at the moment and a tie for third. But it's Cameron Davis who's leading the way at the moment on minus nine. Watch we oh, need to find out what's happening in number three of our Kia Top 7. Number three. Brisbane are through to another grand final. They beat Geelong by four points in yet another extraordinary display of AFLW. The backyard kick to kick at Christmas is going to be a bit different this year. Yeah, it definitely is. No, I'm actually um, glad that all of you here are witnessing it because this might be the only year that actually occurs. So um, I'll um, definitely frame this jacket for mum and dad and make um, as a reminder to the boys that um, this is where we are this year and hopefully they can get a kick next year. <laughs> She's so good. Emma O'Driscoll from the Fremantle Dockers making her first All-Australian team. But what a big week of AFLW footy as we have the decider coming up this Sunday. It's 11.30am WA time. And it's just one of those ones you get to see the third-place team take on the fourth-place team to, for the decider. You don't you usually see at least first or second make their way all the way to the grand final. But it hasn't happened this year with the Kangaroos in third taking on the Brisbane Lions in fourth. Cannot wait to see how it all plays out. And we'll no doubt talk about it on Monday's edition of Sports Day. But here's number two.
Number two. Uh, hi guys, thanks for coming. Um, I'll keep my bit pretty brief, but um, it's with great pleasure uh, we're all here to announce uh, the future leadership of the football club. Um, going with uh, joint captains uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, obviously the two guys here, along with Tommy Barras, who's our vice captain. Uh, we did a voting through the players and some staff on uh, who we thought should lead the club going forward. And the three of them were very highly rated along with McGovern. But these two were pretty hard to beat. They sort of, um, even for the whole way through. So um, we've gone with dual captains. We think it's a real positive step forward for our footy club with our future. I think we've got 22 players under 21. So it's you know, half our list uh, are young. Uh, these guys are young enough. Also with a connection to, their, to our leaders as well and um, our older players. So really excited to announce these two guys. Um, I'll hand the microphone over to these two and, and uh, yeah, start of a new beginning. Go alphabetical with Alan first or? Adam Simpson there, the West Coast Eagles coach, announcing that uh, for just the second time in the West Coast Eagles 37-year history, they're going to have joint captains, and it's going to be Oscar Allen and Liam Duggan. Uh, they just seem like two great guys and going to do a great job down there at West Coast as well, but uh, looking forward to how the rest of the team comes along with their development and uh, the fight back after their dirty, dirty 2023 season. Number one. But I think the thing is, the players threatened to boycott, and that's when a, and a legal letter was sent to the players threatening them with legal action if they didn't turn up. And that's wow. when things got really nasty. I just think, from an ex-player's point of view, the governing body shouldn't send letters like that to its current players, who are world champions, who've done everything they've been asked to this year. I find this media release that's come out this afternoon with this offer to say, look, we're going to back pay the players, we're going to give them almost everything they want. It's a little bit offensive because the player's biggest uh, bargaining chip is not turning up to work. And Netball Australia is saying, you release that bargaining chip and you go back to work. And we're going to give you almost everything we want. And the stuff that's really sticky will work it out later. Mm. The players are standing strong and saying, actually, no, we want to talk about this revenue share model, this partnership model. And the players are really serious about being custodians of the game. They're not going to send the game broke. They're asking for a partnership model. And that's where the sticking point is. My only concern now is that the relationship is so poisoned between the two mm. parties that we may not end up with any sort of meaningful agreement in the near future. What happens then? Yeah. Look, I, I don't know. And I, I'm wondering if a third party, if the government, if the federal government perhaps has to step in and say, you can't run the sport. I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure where we get to. This is Liz Ellis, uh, Diamonds champion, legend of the sport, uh, well and truly in the players' corner against the uh, Netball Australia and uh, the players of uh, Netball in Australia's uh, sort of stoush at the moment. Uh, they're meeting up again tomorrow in Melbourne uh, to try and hammer out an agreement, but with what's been going around this week, you wouldn't hold, you know, the, the greatest hopes of there being a resolution at the moment, but... Yeah, it's just a it's a nasty, nasty case that we're seeing here of uh, the you know the governing body and the players just being so far apart. But hopefully they can get themselves to a resolution. But that is the Kia Top Seven for this week. The biggest stories of the week, thanks to Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. You're on Sports Day with Heater. You can join us on the Temperate Bedshed text line zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six or give us a call on thirteen twelve fifty five. But after this upcoming break, we're going to be joined by Tristan. Lavalette from ESPN Cricket Info to uh, yeah go around the world of cricket and catch up on what's next for the Australian Test Team.
The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day. Paul Heath with you this Thursday afternoon, calmly guiding you towards the weekend. I'm not going to get you to the weekend, but I'll get you towards it. I can promise you that. But get involved on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or give us a call 1312 55. Lisa from Allenbrook has uh, sent us in a text uh, saying, Hi, Paul and team. The Scorchers, very ordinary and disappointing end to the season. Paul, is there something not right in that team? Asks Lisa from Allenbrook. Well, we've got just the man on the line to try and help us uh, fix that or, you know, figure it out at the very least uh, from ESPN Crick Info and also Forbes Cricket. It's Tristan Lavalette. G'day, Tristan. Hi, Paul. How's it going? Good, thank you, mate. Thanks so much for joining me on Sports Day. Uh, your thoughts, first of all, on the Scorchers' end to their WBBL season? Yeah, it was obviously disappointing. I mean, they had a opportunity last night with the home final and pretty much got completely outplayed by Brisbane Heat, but it followed a bit of a form slump at the end of the year. They lost their last few matches um, for much of the season. They were pretty much a top-two team, and it looked like they were serious title contenders, but it just went wrong for them at the sort of worst part of the season. And they're lucky to even have that home final, actually, mm. because the Heat and the Thunder but both slipped up late in the season as well. So they're very lucky to finish second. But, yeah, very, very disappointing, I think. I think they would have had um, high hopes of winning it after they didn't make the finals last year, after winning a couple of seasons ago. So I think a missed opportunity from the Scorchers. Do you think that there was that too much experimentation line that keeps getting asked of the players a little bit? Or did they load up on too much of the same player? Um, you know, it's sort of that big hitting where they had to sort of had them, you know, at, towards the top of the order and then they ended up having, you know, Sophie Devine batting down at five. It was a bit it was a bit confusing to follow. Yeah, I thought that was um, surprising, especially last night when they had such a huge total to chase. Mm. Um, I would have just assumed that Sophie Devine is going to open alongside uh, Beth Mooney. They've such a reliable uh, opening partnership for such a long time. Um, but they really stuck with Winfield Hill uh, as an opener, and that seemed to be her preferred position. But I think you just have to go with what's uh, the best opening uh, combination. So that was a little bit surprising. Um, the injury to Jones late in the season didn't help. It sort of unsettled the team a little bit. Um, Skiver Brunt never really got going either. Um, so, look, I, I just think it was... Uh, they just went off the boil, unfortunately, at a long time. They played some really good cricket uh, throughout the season. So, uh, look, the Heat, you've got to give them a lot of credit. They are a team that's very formidable, big firepower, team that's capable of smashing 200, which they basically mm. did last night. So, um, you've got to give a lot of credit to them. They, they came here... A uh, long trip from Brisbane, back-to-back -back games, won them both convincingly. So I think they're going to be very tough to beat in the final. So Strikers versus Heat uh, from Adelaide Oval on Saturday. Great effort from both teams to make it, but you're leaning maybe towards the Heat, or do you think the Strikers might come out on top? Yeah, I'm seeing the Heat. I mean, it's again, it's going to be a very tough, it'll be very interesting to see if they can get up for it. I mean, obviously, as I mentioned, they had a five-and-a-half-hour journey on Sunday night on the red-eye to Perth. <laughs> Basically, a light day on Monday, 
beat the Thunder on Tuesday and then beat the Scorchers uh, yesterday, and then today flying off for a three-hour flight to Adelaide. So that's a, a pretty grueling journey, but they're pretty confident that they can do it, and they've hit a lot of form, and uh, they've got the momentum at the moment. Um, and it'll be interesting, sometimes we've seen in sport that if you have a, maybe a week off, like the strikers have had, maybe it's not always good for you, and the team that's uh, sort of hardened and played a, a little bit more um, can sometimes... Uh, just have that sort of edge in, the, in a big game. So I just think uh, the heat from what I saw here in Perth um, were very, very impressive. So, look, I think it's going to be a very, uh, very good contest between two best teams of the season. So uh, I think it'll be a very good final. Yeah, very apt uh, ending to the competition. Let's turn our attention to some Sheffield Shield cricket. Cam Green's return uh, to Red Bull cricket today went as well almost as it possibly could have gone into 96. But it seems like the coach of the test team, Andrew McDonald, wants to find a spot for him. And if he's making runs like this, there's not much holding him back. Yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, I mean, you assume he's pretty tight. He's barely been in uh, Australia since basically January. I think he's yeah, right. since Australia departed uh, India in late January for that test series. I think he's only been in Perth for maybe a week or so in that whole uh, sort of eight, nine month span. So he should be very tired, but he <laughs> claims he's not, he's not because he hasn't actually played too much recently. He didn't, of course, play much in the World Cup and he played three matches. So he's feeling pretty good and he's looking... Um, quite good at the moment in the Sheffield Shield match. He made 96. Um, very unlucky not to make a century. He didn't bowl too much in Queensland's first innings, but when he did, he, he did look pretty impressive. And he also took a very uh, sharp catch yeah. uh, in the slips. So, um, yeah, pretty fine return, really, in the uh, for Cameron Green, having not played for a while. And obviously, he didn't... Um, play, uh, didn't re- regain his spot in the Ashes either after he, he was injured. So Mitch Marsh is actually the incumbent all-rounder. So basically the focus and the sort of intrigue in terms of selection um, ahead of the first test is basically Marsh versus uh, Green, WA teammates, very close mates uh, on and off the field. So it's going to be interesting to see which way Australia goes. Because I don't see, even though Andrew McDonald did uh, sort of flag that Cameron Green be shuffled around the order i don't really see a spot from at the moment um so it seems like it's going to be a battle between marsh and green great return for jai richardson as well taking wickets and also making a few runs whereabouts do you see him in the pecking order of uh perhaps you know getting a game for australia in any form of cricket across the summer well i think uh fully fit i think he's probably the, the best quick outside the the incumbent trio of Cummins, Stark mm. and Hazelwood. I think he's he's got everything. He's got pace. He's got swing. Um, he's he's just very consistent bowler when he's firing across all formats. So I think um, Australia would love to get him into the team. But at the moment, I think he just needs to work on being fit and, fit and healthy. So mm. I would assume that he's probably just going to play domestic cricket this summer. I don't know if they're going to... Um, bring him into the team, and even though it would be, I think, tempting to maybe bring him in perhaps for either later in the, the Pakistan series or the West Indies series, um, given that I assume Australia probably shouldn't have too many difficulties in this, this series. So it's probably an opportunity to maybe rest uh, Cummins and Stark and Hazelwood, even though they are saying publicly that there's not going to be any sort of rotation policy. But mm. um, you'd 
assume that it might be a good opportunity at some point to rest some of those guys. But I think uh, they'll be cautious, and I think Jai Richardson will probably just try to focus on the BBL with the Scorchers and then when the Shield resumes in February. Um, but whereas I think his teammate Lance Morris, could uh, he could get a crack at some point, I think. The uh, Australia versus India T20 series continues tomorrow. Uh, India leading 2-1 uh, over Australia at the moment. Glenn Maxwell, uh, some of the st- sweetest striking of his body of work over the last month or so, does he deserve another crack at the test team, which uh, seems to be the call that always goes around with uh, you know a bit of a purple patch of uh, Glenn Maxwell form? Yeah, it's been flayed. I think uh, Ricky Ponting's jumped, jumped on the bandwagon there, so... Um, if Punter says that, then it's hard to uh, argue with it, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, I think certainly the way cricket's going, even in, in test cricket with, um, of course, baseball, it's sort of in vogue at the moment. So Maxwell would certainly be um, that kind of player. And he has had some success in, in test cricket. He did uh, sort of famously saw a century in India uh, in the 2017 series over there. So He's um, generally been seen as a guy who would be more of a, a specialist maybe in the subcontinent conditions. But, yeah, I think he's certainly an option. I think he's behind um, certainly Green and Marsh at the moment. Um, so, but he, yeah, he, he represents an intriguing option. I think he's, at the moment, obviously, in very, very good form. Uh, different formats, of course. But the way he's striking it is... It's pretty irresistible, but no, I, don't, I wouldn't assume he had a crack at the moment unless there's going to be some injuries. One last one before we let you go, Tristan. Dave Warner, great World Cup tournament. Uh, do you think he makes it all the way through his farewell tour this upcoming summer? I think he'll make it through the, the Pakistan series, and that's what he's sort of flagged as his uh, farewell in terms of test cricket. Um, but he has sort of uh, chopped and changed a bit in terms of one-day cricket. I think we everyone assumed that the ODI... Uh, World Cup was going to be the, the end of his sort of 50-over uh, career for Australia, but apparently he's saying he might want to continue in that format, so who knows? But um, I think he'll be uh, still around to the, the T20, so I assume that the T20 World Cup uh, middle of next year, uh, mm. another World Cup. Uh, I think some people don't realise it's so soon. Uh, I think he'll probably be around to that. So, uh, yeah, the, the other selection... Uh, of interest coming up will be who replaces Warner in, in Test cricket. So obviously there's the the race going on at the moment with Cameron Bancroft seemingly probably the, the player in form, but um, he started the summer a little bit behind at the pecking order. Um, but at the moment, I'll assume he's probably the, the leading candidate to replace Warner. Fingers crossed uh, for bangers, Tristan. Thanks so much for talking cricket with us on Sports Day. No worries. Have a good day. That's Tristan Lavalette from ESPN Cricket Info and also Forbes Cricket joining us on Sports Day. And you can do the same on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. We're going to turn our attention to some basketball after the next break. But first, thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. A quick sports news update. New Zealand Breakers have defied the halftime ejection of their coach, Modi Moore. And they also had a 37-point first term as they secured a vital 96 
86 to 83 win against the visiting Adelaide 36ers. So the Breakers scored just 65 in their last game against the Illawarra Hawks, but they seem to have uh, turned it around a little bit. They shot 77% from the field, made five of seven triples in the 37 to 17 first quarter, but Adelaide pegged them back to uh, from that margin that swelled to 21, back to eight points in the second term. And unfortunately, Modi was uh, tossed at halftime after that, but uh, the Breakers do get the dub and continue on into the weekend. That's for Polaris. The Polaris plate clearance deals are on now. Save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS, plus get $1,000 free accessories. Toby Cristani will join us after the next break on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day. Paul Heath by your side this Thursday afternoon. Do get involved on the temperate bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or you can give us a call on 13 1255. Norman Cow has uh, joined us on the text line. G'day, Heater. Two days in the driver's seat on Sports Day and you own it, mate. Thank you, Norm. That's uh, very, very kind. Just a, a battler here doing what he can, having a, having a crack and... That's what it's all about at the end of the day. And uh, coming up next, uh, join the Red Army this NBL season by becoming a Perth Wildcats member today. And uh, let's get to our basketball expert on Sports Day WA. You no doubt know this name by now if you are, have been listening to SEN WA for a little while now. And it's a fantastic story. We saw him make his commentary debut on SEN uh, for the Wildcats versus the Cairns Taipan match a few weeks back alongside Tim Gossage and also Andrew Vlahoff. He did a fantastic job and uh, hopefully we can get him back on air there at another point later in the season but he's here on sports day at the moment it's toby cristani welcome to the show toby hey Ada, how are you good mate thank you so much for joining us uh how was the commentating experience for you oh uh, probably the, one of the best experiences of my life if not the best yeah, that was great, mate. I've just uh, been going over, you know, some of the Twitter posts and the photos from uh, the the game and the match and around it as well. And just, uh, yeah, it was it was a thrill to be involved with, mate. So I can't imagine what it was like for you getting out there, calling the action courtside. I mean, what's what's the response been like from your know, friends and family and other people that have seen it? Oh uh, yeah, a couple of mates tuned in, uh, messaged me after it, and that was actually pretty cool. Like. Yeah, hearing you on the radio it was yeah. not something we expected that quickly to happen, but yeah, yeah it was pretty cool that it did happen. Oh, that's awesome, mate. It's something definitely to build on. Hey, how have you felt about the Wildcats' season so far? They've definitely turned it around with those five wins, but uh, what are your hopes for them for the rest of the season? Yeah, if you'd asked me that question a few months ago, <laughs> I would have said not good, but of recent, I'm... Oh, I've got quite high hopes, which mm. usually doesn't go too well. But, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can maintain this pace with the changes in the lineup, and hopefully we can well, hopefully make finals again. What's been the key for you, the key change that uh, the Perth Wildcats have made? Well, definitely that switch of uh, us to the bench and Hiram Harris to the court. Hiram Harris is not one of those one of those big names that everyone knows. Like mm. he, he was he was at Adelaide last year. He didn't get many minutes and he's come to Perth and in limited minutes he's done really well. But I think it's just like just what he brings defensively and like for pressure and even on offensive rebounds. Like he's he's always just there. Mm. He doesn't really like fill up the stat sheet, but it's the other stuff that he does. 
It's a name that sticks with you as well, Hiram Harris. You only need to hear it a couple yeah. of times, see him play for a little bit, and uh, you won't be forgetting it. But this weekend, uh, this Friday night uh, versus the Sydney Kings, it's definitely the yep. biggest test of the season so far for the Cats, isn't it? Yes, it really is. Uh, the winner of that will go to second and the loser will drop to fourth. So, And the Kings have um, already have find themselves in second, uh, so they've had a pretty good season yep. so far. Is there anywhere that you think the Wildcats can get a little bit of an advantage over the Kings on Friday night? Ooh. Yeah, just making sure you get a rebound. Like, yeah. I feel like Sydney Sydney's rebounding has been really good uh, recently with Hunter and then Bolden doing really well off the bench. Uh, if we're able to get, well, Pinder is a bit smaller, but he just needs he just needs to work quite hard, Fiona Pinder, and then Alex Sarf the bench as well. So I'd say rebounding is probably the key, and obviously defense. I've heard that uh, the whole Sydney Kings ownership group is in Perth for the weekend and for the game. So uh, hopefully everyone behaves themselves there on Friday night. But Corey Webster is set to remain sidelined for the clash against Sydney due to an ankle injury. Michael Harris is going to take Webster's place in the 11 and development player Jack Andrew will suit up in the 13. Uh, Do you reckon we'll see any time into Michael Harris? Uh, We usually do. He usually gets around about five to ten minutes, which usually is found in the first half of our rotation. Mm. So I assume that would maintain since it's been working recently. So so the Kings, uh, what, what would you say their biggest strengths are and uh, what should the Cats be most worried about this Friday night? They don't really have a bigger strength or a biggest weakness, to be honest, the Kings. They, they're really good at everything. Um, they've just got so many guys that, that can score at a high level. Like even they've got We'll call that noise out this week, but sometimes he can come in, he can tear the game apart, or like a Jonah Bolden off the bench can tear the game apart. They've just got so many names that that can score at elite levels. So you would have seen uh, last week or the week before, Damian Martin is the uh, next Perth Wildcat to get his number retired, the number 53. Sean Redditch was here in studio to announce it. Uh, do, you, do you have memories of uh, Damian Martin's playing career or what, or what he means to you as a Perth Wildcats fan? Yeah, sort of when I started watching was sort of the end of his career and when sort of Mitch Norton started stepping up because Martin started getting injured a bit. But uh, from what I did see, he's and a seriously good defender and it's showing like the defensive player of the year is named after him. Mm. Um, it, it does make sense for us to retire his number. Yeah, and it's going to be a fantastic ceremony as well when they do it on February 4th. Uh, elsewhere around the NBL, has there any, been any teams, any players that have caught your eye uh, so far this season? Uh, at New Zealand, that Parker Jackson Cartwright, at some point he led the league in points and assists, which is <laughs> extremely difficult to do. He just does everything and is very, very fast. Mm. It's hard not to make a car noise when you watch him move. And uh, who do you follow in the NBA? Uh, I follow the Charlotte Hornets. They're not, <laughs> they're not that good, but we're on the rise. Yeah, yeah. How much of a rise? I think the uh, rise has stopped that little bit this season, hasn't it? Uh, we were on a rise a few weeks ago. Yeah. And <laughs> hopefully we get Alex Star. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? All right, let's uh, let's get a bit of a pre- let's get a bit of a prediction for Friday night's game: Perth Wildcats, Sydney Kings. Who wins? Who top scores? I'm going to go Perth by one. Whoa. Yeah, look forward to that. Uh, Cotton should top score. Mm-hmm. But watch out for Christian Doolittle. Yep. He's fired up. 
He has fired up. <laughs> Actually, what was the other question? And uh, yeah, Tommy, I think you, I think you covered it. It was uh, who wins and top scorers. Oh yeah, yep. Perfect. Back of the net, mate. Hey, Toby, thank you so much for jumping on board on Sports Day WA. We'll uh, get you on again next week, and we'll uh, review the Wildcats match. But uh, are you are yourself and uh, Paul going to the game tomorrow night? Uh, we should be going tomorrow night. Dad's got a bit of an injury to his foot, but we should oh, be no. fine. All right, mate. Well, uh, hopefully he's okay and uh, you're going all well, mate. But uh, thanks again for the time on Sports Day WA this afternoon, Toby. Thanks so much, Hill. That's Toby Cristani, our basketball expert on Sports Day WA. And as we were saying, he has made his basketball commentary debut here on SEN a few weeks back in the Wildcats versus the Cairns Taipans match. His father, Paul, from Gosnells, is a uh, massive listener of SEN and uh, uh, Toby sits by Paul's side and commentates the game for him to allow uh, Paul to be able to understand what's happening out there on the floor. And uh, they sort of realised the point of uh, the streams of the uh, NBL call were a little bit behind. So, you know, Paul would have a feel of what's happening because the crowd's roaring, but the stream that he was listening to hadn't caught up to the experience yet. So that's where uh, Toby has stepped in and uh, helped out the old man. It's just a fantastic story and it's been a real thrill to be involved in it in such a small little part. You're on Sports Day with Paul Heath this Thursday afternoon. Get involved just before we finish up this uh, Thursday and the week on Sports Day on on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. We'll be back to wrap it all up after this. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Thanks for the company on Sports Day WA. We'll be back with you next week, Monday to Thursday. So we've got a full week of... uh, hanging out and uh, getting involved on the temper at Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or perhaps we could get you on air next week and hear your lovely voices on 13 12 55. That's thanks to Bedshed, the experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. You can check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au and of course we hear thanks to Kia and Kia's Epic Range, the Kia Sportage, Seltos and EV6 GT and Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. And here's a quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat, be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with Department of Fire and Emergency Services. So visit dfes.wa.gov.au and this community update is thanks to the new Fire Coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions available at Bunnings Warehouse. And next week, I want to do the best 22 of 2023. So if there's a sporting performance, if there's a, you know, a, a sporting win, that is a highlight for you from the last year. I'm going to make a best 22 of all of it. I've already got two in mind, I would think, that are certainties to make it in, but uh, we won't get underway until Monday afternoon, 5 p.m. So get your thinking caps on over Friday and into the weekend about uh, your best sporting moments from 2023, and that can be in the uh, best 22 of the uh, 2023. I knew I'd... uh, 
made I put too many twenties in that when I was <laughs> thinking it up last night. But uh, to save time and water, Irrigear is here. And uh, a quick update from the Fremantle Dockers today: they finalised their coaching panel ahead of the 2024 season. Justin Longmuir leading a reshuffled lineup for the next year. Andrew Sturgis has been brought on as a development coach. He's the final piece of the puzzle as the Dockers look to return to the finals after that disappointing season last year. Sturgis is a Victorian, a former VFL coach, uh, recently assisting in the Talent Pathways programs in the Coach Talent League, as well as the Vic Metro's under-18 and under-16 squads. He'll be here before Christmas and he'll fill the role vacated by Adam Reid, who was appointed to the senior coaching role at Appeal Thunder. So alongside Longmuir, uh, he's out of contract at the end of 2024, by the way. He'll be joined in the coach's box by uh, Matthew Boyd, the defensive coach, Joel Corey, the midfield coach, and Jamie Graham, the forwards coach. And Sturgis also joins Tendai Mazungu and Brady Gray as the club's development coaches. So that is the latest sports news headlines. Thanks to Irrigear. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. So to save time and water, Irrigear is here. And don't forget tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. SENWA, the last SENWA breakfast of the year with Scotty and Goss. So make sure you join the boys. Give them a nice cheerio as they head on their way to holidays. But thank you for joining me on Sports Day this afternoon. Thank you to Connor for pressing the buttons out there and doing a fantastic job. Make sure you join the run home tomorrow from the shoe as well on SEN. We look forward to your company then. Have a fantastic night. See you next time.